guys, and welcome to this week's episode of True Podcast. I'm your host, Drea. And I'm Alex. And this week we have something fun. We mentioned it last week in the little teaser. We're going to do a movie review of the new Disney movie that just came out recently, Cruella. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want anything spoiled, maybe you tune into our week updates and then tune out. Otherwise, <laughs> or else turn back now. You can just like that, probably. But if you want to, sure. If you really want to hang around to hear how it reeks, then I suppose that's up to you. <laughs> anyway, so before we get into the movie review, Alex, how was your week? Um, my week's been good. Uh, I spent all of the weekdays, so Monday through Friday last week, I spent in San Diego, which was really fun. Was there for my church's uh, youth group retreat, which was a surf camp. I did not learn how to surf. I'll did just, you attempt? Absolutely not. So here's my thing. Okay. I had the opportunity to learn how to surf. However, I feel like, you know, the kids are really excited to learn. Mm-hmm. Why would I encroach on their thing? You know? See, that's a valid point. <laughs> but here's my rebuttal. Okay. And I think I've, I've told this story before, but I think it really exemplifies how I would disagree if I was in your situation. So a few years ago, um, me and my aunts, I mean my aunts, my mom's best friend, my aunt Jenny. Yes. So her daughter had a birthday party where they had a dog petting zoo. <laughs> and it was for the little 11 year olds that were there. And I saw it and it was a bunch of dogs that were like adoptable and they were just in this pen and all the kids were in there like playing with them, petting them. And I was like, I don't care that I'm the only adult, I'm getting in the zoo. And so I encroached upon the children's opportunities because once I got in there, I mean, Lord knows, look at the shirt I'm wearing. All the dogs came to me, but I don't care. <laughs> the kids can have other opportunities. That was the only opportunity I was ever going to get to be in a dog petting zoo. So I got in that. I feel like that's still a little bit different. How? There's more <laughs> dogs to go around. There's, only, there's more ocean to go around. There's only so many surfboards though. Cause these, we weren't like renting surfboards. Like these were like the youth leaders, like surfboards. Mm, okay, fine. But anyway, so only got minimally sunburnt. So that's good. Always a good thing. And so Monday and Tuesday, we went to the beach. Wednesday, we actually ended up going to San Diego's. Um, the wildlife park or whatever. No, sorry. What's that place? That super controversial aquarium sea called World. Sea World. Right. I love how like right now I'm just like, if you didn't already realize in the background we're recording <laughs> together right now, and I just looked over at you, <laughs> and I'm like trying to look at you through the screen, but like in that moment I was like, yeah, Sea World. <laughs> <laughs> we just both lost focus there for a second. Sorry about that, ruining the magic. But anyway, um, so we went to their um their water park actually, like their you know like Raging Waters, but they're, you know, water park. So it's called Aquatica. That was fun. The adults got their own uh, cabana. Ooh. I know, right? It was a really perfect place to hang out, especially since, like, you know, I feel like water parks are really cool, right? However, you kind of wonder a little bit about the cleanliness of that water. 
Have we talked about this, Alex, how I used to work at Raging Waters? Well, I know that you used to work at Raging Waters. I am aware that you used to work at Raging Waters. But did I tell you about, like, the cleanliness practices at a, at a water park? Well, just, like, since we're, we're on the podcast right now, just refresh me. <laughs> tell the audience. Just really make them never want to go to a water park again. See, here's the thing. I don't know if this is a standard at all water parks. I can only speak for the Sandima's Raging Waters. While you were there. While I was there, Correct. But like if like say hypothetically like a kid pooped in the wave pool, they would just get everyone out and then add chemicals and then let them come back in. Like they wouldn't drain and like clean it out immediately. Like they would just like put the chemicals and then be like, okay, go back in. That's really gross. Yeah, I know. So like after I worked there was like the, I used to go to like water parks every single summer. Mm -hmm. And then once I worked there, I was like, never again. Right. I mean, there's only a certain amount of things that you can see behind the curtain before, like, you're just like, I don't want any part of this anymore. Exactly. So, um, like, after, like, we sat, the, the adults sat around there for most of the morning, but, like, after uh, lunch, after we ate lunch, the adults, like, went out to, you know, go, quote-unquote, play. Mm-hmm. And the first, um, excuse me, I'm about to burp. Okay, sorry about that. Nice. <laughs> some ASMR for you guys (laughs) um so the first slide that we went on is kind of like their big kahuna slide I forget what it's called but essentially like like you go down like the slide parts of it and then it turns like it kicks you out into this like giant funnel are you okay no I was just making sure that the audio is good continue well it puts you into a giant funnel that you kind of like swirl around in a little bit because of your momentum. Mm-hmm. And I went on that with two other adults in our group and they're both like one of them, one, she doesn't know how to swim. And not that, you know, that area is like really deep that she's going to like drown or something, but like there's that. And then like, she's not like used to this sort of thing. And then the guy that we're with really doesn't like like amusement park rides and stuff. Okay. And I love, you know, all that stuff. So like, right we were going down and they were like tripping out and I was just like this is so funny man (laughs) I was enjoying their pain a little bit love you both Kelly and Angie don't worry about it it's all okay but um so we did that um and you know just went around to a couple of different slides went home that was a good day and then Thursday I'm just kind of like all right I haven't gotten sunburned at all yet so I'm going to sit under an umbrella all day at the beach like in my cover-up mm-hmm. and I'm going to escape without getting sunburned because we leave Friday morning okay I did not escape oh no I still got sunburned with my cover-up on and the umbrella yes you needed like a UV protectant it umbrella. was the glare from the water Ugh, that got that me sucks. it did me in I didn't get that bad of a sunburn though. Like it didn't hurt really afterwards. It was just red. Mm. So I'm just kind of like, this is so dumb. But anyway, it was a really good week. I think that it was a really powerful week for the kids. Mm-hmm. So like that was like really great to see. And like everyone had such a great time and they got along so well. And it was really just incredible. So I did that and then came back to 85 emails in my inbox at work. <laughs> my god that's a nightmare I mean it's not as many as I would get at Fox but like I feel like it was still a lot more um than I was you know anticipating right 
And then, so fun fact, we don't need to get into too many details about it, but I am in a relationship now. <laughs> sure, Dre thinks. So like I saw him, well, I saw him on Friday because here's the thing, right? So my mom texts me on Thursday. Okay. And it's like, oh, so because she didn't want me to leave like my car in the church parking lot all week. Okay. So she had dropped me off. So she was going to pick me up as well. And she texted me, she, on Thursday, was just like, oh, so, like, what time should I be picking you up? I'm just like, oh, you know, pick me up at such and such time, how things been in the house, whatever. She's like, oh, you know, we really missed you, like, we're really glad for you to, like, come home, like, we've been talking about how we miss you around the house. All that being said, we have plans with such and such family tomorrow night, so we won't be home for dinner. So the night that I'll come home, like, <laughs> they're not even going to be at home. They'll be That's like, peace funny. out, Alex. Who cares about you? We're leaving. That's funny. So I'm just like, well, fine then. So I hung out with my boyfriend, Ben. And it's kind of like, well, if you're going to have plans, parents, then I'm going to have plans. Well, then. So that was fine. And then um, on Saturday morning, we did a like early Father's Day breakfast because my older brother wasn't going to be able to be there on Sunday, like with his own like first Father's Day and like just whatever. Sure. So we did that as a family that morning. And then um, for like the afternoon, I went to my boyfriend's house again, actually, <laughs> because he was having a barbecue with some friends. So I went to that. So I get there like a couple hours early because I'm like, I figure I should help, you know, him set up and like different things because like he's doing all this really by himself. So like that's a lot of work for one person, like entertaining, like, you know, 10 or 15 people. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, well, I'll just go early and help. So, you know, do that. We like run some errands, bring stuff back to his place. And then like, so the way that his house is, is there's like, it's a single story house. There's the main house. And then there's kind of like this attached like sunroom that has like, you know, kind of like French doors, almost like all around a little bit, not Mm -hmm. all of its doors, but it's all windows. Yeah. Like it's what I'm saying. Right. And so like we go through there to his backyard he heats up the grill right so like he puts the lid down and we go back inside to go get the meat and while we're in the sunroom we hear a small boom so then we we look around at the grill and where the propane tank is it's on fire oh my god (laughs) go on (laughs) let me see what his his explicit instructions were when i was I mentioned like, hey, I want to tell this story. Is that fine? And he's like, make sure to emphasize there wasn't a lack of skill, but the regulator which connects the rubber hose to the propane tank failed. All right, so there was something wrong with the regulator. It's like it's not my fault. <laughs> yes, and it wasn't his fault. Sure. So something was wrong with the regulator. So the propane tank itself wasn't on fire, but like fire was coming out of the regulator. Okay. So like he turned off the propane, like tore that thing out. And we're just kind of like, well, there's that, I guess. Oh, so then no barbecue. Well, that's, no. So what ended up happening was, is that he ended up, like, cooking, like, like the burgers. Yeah, the burgers and stuff, like, on, they have a skillet thing at their place, because he has some roommates, too, so they, they have a skillet thing there, and, like, also on a cast iron, um, you know. What whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. Pan? Yeah. I don't know. Cast iron thing. Anyway. Point being is that it ended up working out. 
Although that was a lot of drama for right before people came over. That sounds like stress. Like if I was in that situation, I'd be like, well, I got to go <laughs> figure it out. Well, the thing was like, you know, you know, for obviously like he ran out first to go deal with that situation. Right. I was relatively close behind. However, like I didn't, I hadn't told him this either. Like I had pulled up on my phone, like. I pulled up the actual like phone app because mm-hmm. I'm just like if the house catches fire I'm ready to call like, I'm prepared <laughs> like I'm gonna get you know this taken care of that's amazing that's a wild story and it's funny because when you started saying it like because you said something funny had happened to you da 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 I was like just jokingly gonna be like oh and he like exploded the house or whatever and then <laughs> you're just like it caught fire I'm like holy hell <laughs> so no it was not his fault okay got it got it got it, got it. however He's capable it was a pretty good uh, icebreaker, actually, oh, okay. for all the people there. It's like, yeah, like, this ended up happening right before you guys came over and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. All his friends are really nice. All That's the ones I met there, so that was cool, you know, to spend the afternoon, night there. That was cool. That's good. And, yeah, Father's Day was cool. Um, actual Father's Day, we went to Black Angus. Mm. which here's the thing right so they this year in particular because I don't think that they did this in past years but they had a specific Father's Day menu that was the only thing that you could order off of mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit salty at it because one of like the main sides that people like to get with food is french fries mm-hmm. and they took that off of their uh, Father's Day menu seems odd I know right like wouldn't that be the thing that most people get I would agree with that statement yes so I wasn't able to get fries as a side and like their sides are a little bit lackluster to be honest. What is it like a garden salad? Yeah so one because you can get two sides so I ended up getting a garden salad. I think of the other contenders there is mac and cheese which their mac and cheese isn't that great so I stayed away from that. Uh, potato soup which I'm not really into. Mashed potato which I'd rather just have french fries. Baked potato which is whatever also would rather just have french fries mm-hmm. i ended up getting a steak soup in addition steak to steak soup yeah it was like this kind of like vegetable with like soup with like little pieces of steak in it interesting it okay. had gigantic pieces of mushroom in it so i'm just kind of like swerved that interesting okay all right but anyway so there was that um but aside from the f- fry blenders was good and then we went to go see uh Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is a sequel to Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. I don't think it was as funny as the first movie, but I guess, you know, Teach Their Own. Never even heard of the first movie. Well, it's funny. You should watch it. Uh, okay, well, I'll get to it. It's it could a, be on a movie review. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so how was your week? Well, my week wasn't nearly as eventful as yours. <laughs> um, so last week was... Well, okay, let me actually tie things back really fast. So fun. I recently, so I've talked about my boss a few times on here, right? And I'm always like saying like, oh yeah, I'll talk about him because he's never going to listen to this. He'll never listen to this. And then like- Did he listen? Yeah, like two days ago, he's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh no, which one? And he listened to the Avengers one because actually when I was editing- the part two for the Avengers, I was at his house. Oh, okay. Because we were supposed to watch The Circle together because he's a he's very much into reality TV shows and I know he would like it. He's like very much into The Bachelor and like The Bachelorette and like things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, he's going to like this show. So I've been telling him, telling him, telling him and he hasn't been watching it. So finally I was just like, hey, I'm going to come over. We're going to watch The Circle. Um, and so I go over 
we didn't even watch the circle because the entire time. So he, okay, let me step back. He tells me I need to do work for my new job and then we can watch the circle. Right. So I get there and we're playing with the dogs for a minute. And then he gets like a FaceTime from all his friends. They're just like, Hey, like let's play Mario Kart. Cause that's what he does. Like on daily basis, he plays with his friends, Mario Kart and they bet money and like it's ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous. And so they tell him, like, hey, let's be Mario Kart. He's like, no, I'm not going to. I, like, Dre's here, you know, like, da da da. And they're just like, what the hell? Eh? And I don't want to be like that guy, you know? So I'm like, it's fine. Just play. It's going to be fine. Like, I don't mind watching, you know, like, Mario Kart's fine. Um, if it was something like Super Smash, I'd be like, no, I'm not watching that. <laughs> but so he's like, okay, I'll play a few rounds. So he's playing Mario Kart um, for like two hours, mind you. And so, like, I get in on the betting, actually. And I'm like betting who's gonna win, like da 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 da. And I actually make thirty dollars. Hey. And so the last race is coming up, and he's like, "Oh, do you want to place a bet?" And I'm just like, "You know what? I'm good. I'm up thirty dollars. I didn't have before this. I'm gonna pull out, right?" Mm-hmm. And plus, like every single time that he had told me at work, like, "Oh, I played Mario Kart last night, and I was doing so well," but then the last race, I I botched it. And he d- he tells me that literally every single time. So I'm just like, "You know what? This is the last race, I'm out." Sure enough, he loses like $150 in that race. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, like, <laughs> I made the right choice. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I was editing the podcast while we were doing that. And I was like mentioning because I was listening to it. And then I had said something like, oh, that's so ridiculous, Alex, or whatever, because it was your whole like take on a uh, civil war or whatever. Um, and he was just like, what are you talking about? And so I had mentioned it to him. So then he was just like, oh, like, that's fun. So then later he actually ended up listening to the podcast when it came out. And he was just like, I heard you mention me. We were going golfing and da, da da da. And I was just like, oh God, now I have to make sure I don't talk crap about it in case he ever listens. That's funny. Oh my God. But then, okay, so going back to the golf thing, we went golfing the first time I used his clubs because I didn't want to commit. Um, I didn't do great, I didn't do god awful. But then the second time we went, I actually bought clubs myself because like his were so freaking long like it was impossible mm-hmm. and the second time we went I actually think I did decently for someone who's only golfed three times in their life right um on the 18 full 18 holes I had a 145 which isn't good but considering I've never gone golfing I think it's pretty good uh, okay <laughs> um anyway and so that happened I had my last day of work last week forever i'm never going back to that job they hired a new yeah Yeah. i'm done forever uh they hired a new asb director which is intense i hope that she's amazing and i hope she does a really good job um because obviously my boss isn't going to be there anymore either so we both had our last days they had like a celebration for us and it was really sweet we kind of like had this whole like powwow and the break room and like my principals like telling us all these ridiculous stories my principals also applying to two different like district jobs like director jobs what is happening to you sorry there was a spider on the wall oh i see it it's up there it's at the very top like literally the very top oh what in the long way because i was gonna wait until you finish your thought and then kill it but it's high it's, up too, there. it's too late now it's gone forever the spider's just there oh, god anyway okay. <laughs> so then I haven't had my last day um and then like so I had my last day I had one day off and then the next day my boss Duke he like texts me he's like hey what are you doing and I'm just like um I'm looking for coconut cream because I was trying to make like vegan popsicles but um, he's just like um I need you to come into the office and I was like what you have your last day 
I know, but he needed me to like print like certificates and like no one knows how to do it or whatever. And so like I had to go in and everyone's just like, didn't you just leave? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it was funny because both me and Duke were there and everyone's like, literally like, we just had a party saying bye to you guys. Why are you still here? That's how <laughs> it, it was works. funny. But yeah, it was really fun. Other than that, I haven't really been doing much. Um, had Father's Day yesterday, which was really fun. We like got like we were just like drinking all day and like we're in the pool like literally all day. I was so pruny. Um, it was really fun though. Like, but I was so pissed at my dad because he, I had bought him like chocolates and he was like, "All right," and then he left them out during the whole pool day and Ooh. it was a soup. It was completely a soup. And I was <laughs> like, "God, dad, that's like whatever seven dollars down the drain." Uh, but it was fine. It was fun. It was a good day. And that brings me to today. So we're caught up. Right. All right. So let's get into this movie review before this spider comes and eats us. It hasn't moved. It should be. No. Nope. Oh, what if he falls? Okay, let's just kill it. Uh, that's my shoe. What are you going to do? Throw your shoe? I was going to get up there and get it. Pause. Oh. Okay, I'm going to climb around you. Okay, if it drops on you, oh my God, imagine. <laughs> oh no it's moving away <laughs> i can't reach it get it yeah i did all right is he dead he should be dead <laughs> just throw your shoe over okay we're safe it's corpse is strewn about <laughs> <laughs> it'll be vacuumed eventually eventually okay Let's get into the movie review that is Kuala. Do you want to give the quick synopsis, Alex? Sure. So how these things typically go, you know. Typically. Don't even start with Typically. <laughs> typically. Fine. How they typically, typically go. Okay, go on. Um, anyway, so how these things typically go. As you can imagine, since this is a villain origin story, there has to be some, you know, unfortunate kid thing that happens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it shows her, it starts off one with like a really like confusing like birth scene, I feel. Okay. Also, I was a little bit in and out of the house, like in the beginning of this movie. So I feel like this is the part that I'm actually not the clearest on. Okay. So, um, you know, she's born kind of taken away from wherever she was living in the countryside now with her mom. Uh, goes to a school where she's, of course, a troublemaker and doesn't fit in. She's one of those, like, really standout sort of personalities because she doesn't want to adhere to the rules and blah, 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 because that's how it goes. <laughs> so it gets to the point where, like, her she's about to be kicked out of school because of all the fights that she's getting into. She ends up meeting a friend there, which is a, um, a good... Uh, foreshadowing foreshadowing yes that's exactly it so her friend at school is anita darling that's her last name right yeah darling i think unless they're just saying darling all the time afterwards it has to be darling i think it's darling okay anyway so she makes a friend anita there that's the only kind of noteworthy thing that happens at her school however she gets into so many things that she has so many black marks on her record that she's about to get expelled but before her principal or headmaster or whatever because this is in england before he can say the words that she's expelled, her mom is kind of like, oh, I'm taking her out of school. He's like, well, I'm going to expel her. She's like, no, I did this before you said it. <laughs> so she didn't actually get kicked out of school. So they end up going 
I think, to London, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, she's super, the Cruella will actually. Estella. Estella. Well, that's another thing. So, Cruella is kind of like a moniker or whatever for, like, her bad side that her and her mom have decided on. So, like, her mom tells her, like, hey, don't be Cruella. You need to be Estella. So, Estella, right. Thank you for correcting me. So, Estella is really juiced about going to London because she's super into fashion things and, like, wants to see, like, this fountain and whatever that she's, like, really obsessed with, blah, blah, blah. So, on the way there, though, her mom starts, stops at this, like, mansion where she's just like, hey, I need to talk to someone inside. Stay in the car. Like, promise me you'll stay in the car. And she promises whatever. And as you might imagine, she does not stay in the car. She gets distracted by all the glamorous people and finds a dog along the way. She chases the dog inside the house causes all kinds of mayhem because this happened. wait she doesn't find the dog along the she... way no <laughs> when she was at the school she found the dog oh, so it she... was her dog Whatever. and then when she opened the door to the car to get out the dog ran out so she was like come back okay whatever like i said i'm not really don't remember a lot of that <laughs> the beginning of the movie because i was kind of in and out of the house at that point um but regardless she causes mayhem at this mansion where they're having a fashion show actually so chaos ensues she's all running around and then she runs outside after being like chased around by some vicious dalmatians there's Mm -hmm. three of them gets chased outside where she finds her mother talking to some woman and the woman six her dogs on her mom and her mom gets knocked but she doesn't you don't know that as a viewer viewer yet alex you just see that Okay, so the dogs are chasing Estella. You could do it, dude. You could just do it. <laughs> well, no, because that's a, but that's a plot twist. You can't say that yet because the dogs are chasing Estella and then she like dives and the dogs jump over her and because their momentum is going so fast, they push her mom over the cliff. Fine. So she thinks she killed her mom. Okay, so I'll give you the plot twist in like two minutes. <laughs> All right, so yeah, she believes that she's killed her mom because the dogs were chasing her and the dogs knocked her off the ledge. So she falls to a watery doom. So she starts running away because, you know, people are still, like, people have come outside, I think, at this point. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So runs away. She runs, like, from, like, a higher cliff into this passing car and, like, kind of passes out there. Ends up at the fountain that she's always dreamed of and is, you know, super sad about her mom dying. And that's where she meets her pals that end up being in 101 Dalmatians, Jasper and Horace. And there's like, oh, who you be and all this whatever. They end up getting chased around by a cop. She follows them to their hideout. And that's how the beautiful relationship of the three of them begin. And she, you know, they do like a fast forward in time where like they're all older and whatever. And they're running grips together. So they're running jobs, stealing things, using her abilities as a seamstress slash fashion designer. She makes all these disguises for them and stuff. And they steal a whole bunch of things. And that leads to this montage of all that, and which ends at her pretending to be a maid at a hotel with them where they're stealing from the people who are staying in these rooms. And that's when Jasper's all like, hey, man, 
I forged you a resume and I got you a job at this like really cool fi- fashion place that you like. And she's like, oh, my first job in fashion. So she's all about it. Super cool. Although it's not the job that she dreamt it would be because she is basically a maid there, like for realsies. Mm-hmm. And she tries to the best of her ability to get her boss to be like, to pay attention to her and to see like her designs and whatever like she tries she really does try her best to do this the right way Mm -hmm. so she ends up one night after hours and her boss is like okay clean my office blah blah blah. he has liquor in his office she gets rip roaring drunk and ends up making the main display of like the main window display like she ends up like doing her own designs on it mm-hmm. and she wakes up from her drunken stupor in the morning to like uh, you know hullabaloo outside and the boss is there and just like what are you doing and then lo and behold a woman called the baroness arrives she's a big fashionista designer woman and that's when she's just like hey man who did this I'm going to hire them. So she hires Estella to be one of her designers, which she actually ends up taking a liking to Estella. Like she, of course, abuses her because she's a horrible woman and she abuses everyone who works for her. Mm-hmm. But ends up like taking a liking to her kind of makes her a personal assistant, actually, along with, you know, her design stuff, which you find out along the way that it doesn't really seem like the Baroness actually designs anything herself. She just takes credit for all the designs of her designers, mm-hmm. which mostly is Estella because she really likes Estella's flair for things. Mm-hmm. She really likes Estella's designs. But along the way, oh, and I forgot to mention this in the beginning. So when uh, she discovers when she's still a kid that she's lost this pendant that her mom had given her. Right. And lo and behold, it's in the Baroness's possession saying, oh, this is a family heirloom that was stolen by a worker. A worker. So in her mind's like, my mom didn't steal nothing. This is, you know. Like she at that point she's like, You're lying. It's not my mom that was lying. Right. And then also I think at that point she had also discovered that uh, the Baroness had a dog whistle. And that's the whole big plot twist is that she's like, Oh, I didn't kill my mom. The Baroness did. I'm remembering things now for what they truly were. I need to get revenge upon her. Mm-hmm. So she throws off the identity of Estella. It's like, I'm Cruella now. And does the whole Cruella personality as well. And then kind of stages like a fashion like protest against the Baroness, which ends up being really cool. Mm-hmm. Like she does like a bunch of like fashion pranks on her, mm-hmm. which are awesome. So we don't need to get like detail by detail into those. You should just watch the movie for yourself to see them, but they're really cool. Right. But it shows her shift in character disposition where Jasper especially and Horace is just kind of like, hey, we don't like this. No. Don't push us around. <laughs> like we're equal partners in this. We're not like your health, man. Yeah. Um. So... It ends up being, though, that the Baroness finds out that Estella is Cruella, tries to kill her in a fire, and thinks that she succeeds. However, she doesn't realize that um, the Baroness's valet is actually someone who saved her when she was a baby. Um, Which is the main plot twist of the movie. Yeah, so the main plot twist is that actually Estella Celeste Cruella is the Baroness's daughter. 
like her the true daughter the baron had died and the baroness never really wanted a kid and wanted the kid to be dead really so she's just like hey get rid of this so the valet gave uh cruella slash estella to the housekeeper which she thinks is her mom so there's that um and then she plans an ultimate revenge scheme against the baroness where basically she gives all the guests disguises to make her look like make them all look like cruella so that she could sneak in and then she changes into her stella outfit traps the baroness into murdering quote unquote estella in front of everyone therefore making her a criminal but then lo and behold she didn't really die like she had a parachute and all this whatever like she would have died in the same manner as her mom basically like getting tossed over the edge um not by the dogs this time because the dogs like Corolla more actually mm-hmm. that the baroness had pushed her but she had the parachute so she gets safely into the water and into a boat then shows up later as Cruella so technically Estella's dead Cruella's alive and she gets the whole mansion that her mom had well that her dad had technically because he left it to yeah. his like first akin whatever like yeah. that's how it all transpired and so she gets to keep the place um fun little things along the way is that you meet Roger and Anita from 101 Dalmatians in different ways Roger is uh the Baroness's lawyer I guess mm-hmm. along the way yeah lawyer but anyway more or less that's what it be that is what it be it was really good obviously watch it if you haven't seen it um but let's move into things that we particularly liked about the movie so if since you've been talking I guess I'll just go first yeah, go. but uh so one of the things that I really liked was the changed perception of what a villain is mm-hmm. so I know that there's like there's a part on the t like in the movie on the tv in the movie like when Cruella had put on her little like rebellion to the baroness yeah and the reporter on the tv was just like is she a genius or is she a vandal mm-hmm. and like Cruella's little like response like <laughs> like she was like a little smirk and I was just like I mean yeah because like she was vandalizing the baroness's like you know fashion shows or whatever mm-hmm. but like she was kind of doing it in a way to uproot this kind of like tyrant so it was just an interesting take on the whole like concept of villain because as we know like Cruella is a Disney villain yeah um I also really, really, really loved how Emma Stone was, like, she's so good in her acting ability to, like, make the audience really see the stark differences between when she was Estella and when she was Corella. Right. Like, I felt like it was authentically two different people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when she was Estella, she was very timid. She was very, like, not outspoken. And then when she was Corella, she was just, like, completely, like, out there, like, just in your face mm-hmm. and so that was such an amazing dynamic that like uh emma stone was really able to like carry out amazingly obviously the plot twist was great the first one being that you find out that the baroness actually killed her mom was like Ugh! and then the second one being that you find out that the baroness actually is her mom right. and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> so it was really good and then the last thing that i really particularly loved about this movie was uh, the dogs obviously like so they were like stars of the movie as mm-hmm. Alex mentioned there is like a little dog that Corella or Estella picked up when she was a kid who ultimately was like the one that led her through um the little castle in the beginning mm-hmm. um but then there's also three Dalmatians who are 
prevalent. And then also another dog character who is Horace's companion named Wink. And all the dogs are just so freaking good. And the thing is that they're all CGI. And I actually love that they're CGI because I've heard a lot of times in movies that are like dog oriented, like for example, like a dog's purpose, Mm -hmm. there was like a lot of controversy over like quote unquote dog cruelty because like the dogs are like really stressed out. Like they didn't understand, you know, and like obviously they're not actors. Like dogs aren't actors. They don't know what you want them to do. And so like the fact that they use CGI in a way to like not even like go into the realm of possibly hurting dogs which I think is really appropriate for the storyline because the whole Cruella storyline is like she's trying to like kill dogs you know Mm -hmm. and so the fact that they did this in such like a humane way and ethical way I feel like was really like just okay Disney okay so one thing I should mention is a a plot point that actually is kind of crucial into understanding the whole thing that I, I didn't mention before is okay so there was one point where Cruella steals the Dalmatians the Baroness owns. Right, I know exactly. Makes what you're her think that she killed them for their pelts. Mm-hmm. Actually, didn't at all. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of noteworthy, actually, because of like the whole Lord Cruella, like from like if you've seen 101 Dimensions, it's like, hey, like I don't kill you puppies though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So really good point that you brought that up because there was a whole thing. And even like the Baroness said, like when she saw Carilla's coat, that is like Dalmatian coat, she was like, she killed my dogs and made a coat. Like she actually says it. You eventually find out she did not. Um, But yeah, definitely like fed into the whole Cruella aesthetic. So the things that I really liked, I one, I really like Jasper's character. Totally. Plus, totally. Like he's always been the real MVP in all of their plots. Like he's and just a sweetheart in general. Like he's the only one who really like cares about, you know, Stella Corella and Horace. Mm-hmm. Like looks out for everyone and just like obviously he's a grifter, so there's that, but at the same time, like he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, the whole time, like, he was the only one who wasn't, like, annoying to me at some point. Because, like, other things, like, annoy me about other characters. But I'm just like, Jasper's, like, really cool. And Jasper and Horace don't have that kind of character depth in, you know, 101 Domations. Like, yeah. they're barely side characters in there. Yeah, totally. So another thing I like in general is just, like, you get to see a rich character background. So, like... It's cool to see that she's not like Cruella is not just a straight up villain. Like she has a lot going on in the sense of like, you know, being put in a bad spot like forces you to do questionable things sometimes mm-hmm. or it makes you know people do questionable things sometimes. So it's not like you get to really see her struggle with like her, you know, personas because mm-hmm. like there's a point in time where Jasper's like, this is enough. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? You're not this person, blah, blah, blah. And she's like trying to get them to be like, I'm just doing what I need to do sort of deal. Like, I'm not actually like horrible. It's just like, this is the only way I know how to like go on and like all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of cool to see her struggle Mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, I really like John the valet because like, he's just, he's cool, man. Like he saves her twice and he doesn't really have to. Like, he's just a good guy who works for a horrible woman yeah totally like he's the real mvp like during the whole thing um the dogs are cool they have a lot of personality which is fun um wink is hilarious wink is so good 
when he pretends to be a rat is just so so funny <laughs> um and then I like the little character easter eggs that are in there so getting to see like Roger and Anita is really cool because like that's how it leads you it would lead into like the next movie and stuff so right that's kind of cool yeah I agree with every point you said Jasper was the MVP okay things we didn't like which both of our lists aren't long so that's reassuring um so one of the things that actually was disappointing to me was the fact that they couldn't incorporate the iconic Cruella cigarette holder because that was like always such a thing like whenever I pretended to be Cruella when I was little I'd be like darling you know holding the little holder or whatever pretending to smoke and I understand why they didn't because like Disney's made a pledge you know they're not going to incorporate like tobacco tobacco depictions in recent movies because they used to do that like back in the day and you know it's promoting bad things whatever so I get it but I think it would have been such a cool aesthetic and a cool like um cinematic I don't know like artistic take if they were to have like that green smoke that is so iconic in the original 101 Dalmatians against the black and white like aesthetic background that the whole movie carries on because like during the whole movie like it's a very much like black and white color scheme and so like having the whole like green smoke kind of incorporated I think would have been really cool but it's so minimal but I do think it's like oh, what a bummer mm-hmm. and then lastly uh her mom is a beezy like yeah. <laughs> her real mom yeah. um the Baroness right she is just the worst but obviously you have to have like you know an antagonist in a movie and although you thought that Corella was going to be the antagonist it's funny to see that like it's actually her mom yeah I mean, I do agree. Well, mostly I don't care that much about the cigarette holder, but like her mom being <laughs> easy, like absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. But at the same time, like I found found her to be a very endearing villain, the mm-hmm. Baroness. Mm-hmm. And also, I love Emma Thompson. Yeah. Like, I love Emma Stone. I love Emma Thompson. Those are really great choices for these characters. Gotta yeah. love it. Very good. Um, as far as mine, my complaint goes, it's only really like one complaint is like. And this is the whole thing, right? Because technically she's a villain. Like this is a villain origin story. So I guess this is just how it is. And I just kind of praised it a little bit just a minute ago, but I'm just kind of like, I really don't like the new dynamic with Cruella and her friends, like with Jasper and Horace mostly. Cause like they did so much for her, mm-hmm. like took her in really like, well, Jasper took her in like, because Horace is really ready to kick her out of the street when they were kids. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, like we're taking her in. Like we're going to be a family now. And I don't think that being one's quote unquote true self justifies mistreating people and mistreating the people close to you. But as I mentioned, this is a villain villain origin story. So I guess there's that. But there is also like, they kind of do kind of like rectify it at the end where she busts Jasper and Horace out of jail and then they're yeah. walking away they're just like we don't want anything to do with you and then she's just like I'm sorry da 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 and then at the end obviously like there's reparations they're all together again right. so I feel like maybe it's not so much like her true colors are making her be that way but like her journey to find herself is where she loses her righteous path so on the topic of things that are wondering now after this movie, it's really the same for both you and I looking at the note here. So what we're wondering now is, you know, where does it go from here? Because like, what does this mean for the original movie? Is there going to be a sequel on, horiz- on the horizon? Because like to jump from the end of Cruella to 101 Dalmatians doesn't really make a lot of sense mm-hmm. in the sense of like, and 101 Dalmatians, she's really trying to kill some dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she doesn't mm-hmm. have any pet Dalmatians that, that we see. So we're just kind of like, 
at what point do you go from I'm not going to kill anything, this is my line, to I'm going to kill these puppies? Yeah, and I I mean, I, we have the same question. Like, that's where I wanted to know, like, are we now, is it canon to now consider Cruella a good guy? Is it still canon to consider her a villain? And it's all questionable because, like, you look at the Maleficent movie and, like, they kind of made Maleficent, like, not the bad guy necessarily they made aurora the bad guy in that movie so it's just like okay so like do we just kind of omit the original 101 dalmatian story or like what happens from here you know what i mean i'm against omitting the original story Mm -hmm. because it's the original story and i love that movie it's a good movie like i don't believe necessarily in rewriting history as far as that stuff like retconning it that's not like my thing yeah like because like the star wars universe has done that a little bit and it's been kind of annoying actually but like I mean, I get it. Like, I'm with you. I don't want to write out 101 Dalmatians because I really like the movie. But it's also like I now have such an appreciation and love for the characters in the Cruella movie that I'm like, I don't want to view her as killing dogs, you know? Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if they ever create a movie that, like, bridges the two things. Yeah, definitely. To explain, how do we get here? Did she just legit go insane? (laughs) Well, because I'm also not sure that they could ever make, like, Jasper for sure because Jasper is like the worst in um 101 Dalmatians so like I don't understand like how they would bridge that character development over so I'm not sure if they'd ever will but it's an interesting thought right so that was our movie breakdown of the recent movie Cruella it is available for streaming on Disney plus I think it's a premium access it's $30 but honestly like it's worth it I bought it and you get a couple friends to come over and watch it you all split it five dollars whatever and it's not a big deal Mm. I highly recommend it guys and thanks for listening today we'll talk to you next week bye bye